come down, relax. You got a drink? Have a nice drink. Thanks. It's very blue. Watch your hand. It is very blue. And you mix this with like rum or something, and it would make quite a nice cocktail. Anyway. Just rum. Yeah, just put some rum in it and uh, get rid of the blue drink. Just have some rum. <sighs> so we're going through probably one of the um, one of the strangest times in both of our lives. So uh, yeah, so um, what is it? Week four? For three, well, no, not four. Probably like week six. We almost, I think it's even later than that. It was the thirty first when it was announced for us? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Week seven. Week exactly seven, seven of, of nightmare scenario. Lockdown. <sighs> um, so, do you want to go back to the heady days of not being locked down? I can't remember them. When <laughs> was that? Uh, yeah, it's strange. It's, it's like this is all. I mean, I, I was aware of all of this beginning in January-ish. Yeah, there were like weird rumblings, weren't there? But... Not super aware, you know. Like, I've always been relatively cautious about this sort of thing anyway. Um, I remember you... I remember watching the news before lockdown officially happened at work. And I'd have it just have it on while working in the office. And people were questioning why we weren't going and working from home then. <laughs> but... Um, other people were people in charge were kind of ignoring the idea they were keeping an eye on things I think it was stressing them more in a managerial position than from the risks involved um, but I, I remember it coming up and then the the official announcement that official suggestion from the government that we should work from home came up and then immediately that afternoon they were like we've got a rotor we're gonna, we should all write our names on a rotor um, those who can come in come in on certain days only three to five of us in the building for our department there's like all sorts of different people in different departments in the building and then um, we all just left I mean I didn't get to leave until like four because unlike everybody else because I'm an apprentice they couldn't figure out what to do with me until the very last part of the day so everybody else went off home about midday and I'm like still waiting around at four o'clock to figure out what's going to happen to me. Um, and I expressed my concerns with regards to the risks with asthma and your other, you know, your more um, s- extreme version of asthma. It's a bit, f- bit worse for you. Yeah. Um, and, and so I was like, it, it may be that we have to shut for 12 weeks. I'd, I'd have to stay in with her because obviously I can't bring it back defeat the object of us sheltering if I take it back to her. I, I was more worried that if I stayed out uh, at work and caught it from someone that I'd bring it back. So if I was going to catch it, I was going to not come home again and just end up trying to figure out what to do from there. And I, d- I don't want to be stuck outside the house 
I'm going to be stuck. I'll be stuck inside the house where I live. You know? <laughs> and on the street corner. I'm sure um, my mum would have taken you in. Yeah. That's an even better solution. Travel all the way to South End. <laughs> um, no, that, that wasn't. It wasn't ideal. But, you know, it was it was the start of it. And you're seeing, because where you work, you're seeing all this. I mean, everybody was seeing all of the... Not, I don't know if panic buying is really the right word because most people weren't panicked. They were just buying a lot because people were very... I don't know what the right word is, but people do that sort of thing. Right? Yeah. It's I, just really, I think everybody else is panic buying, therefore I'm going to buy extra. So everybody bought extra. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I have a weird problem with memory. I literally cannot remember the early days of the lockdown. If it's like four months in the past and I usually can't remember it, like anything big like that just goes out of my mind, I block it out. Mm. Like I can't remember my first two months at my job. No idea what happened at all. Wasn't anyway, that, wasn't it years ago though? Yeah, but still, you know. I can't remember yesterday. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just remember a sign going up saying, "Oh, we've all got to be careful." But the silver lining is the sales. Oh my god, this is how much money we've made. And I remember reading that and going, "Oh, I hope this doesn't get any worse because that is not going to be good optics. That's not going to look good, is it?" Well, you know, it's always internal, isn't it? They mm. don't share that sort of shit. Well, I wish I had a smartphone at that point. And anyway, um, people were talking about it, but nobody was taking it seriously for ages and ages until... So, uh, are we talking with people you were working with, like an internal conversation with somebody you worked with, for example? Like, What were you thinking? I was thinking... Well, I wasn't thinking anything, because I generally don't. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> it, it, I, I remember you, t- you telling me recently... That it wasn't until the Sky News special from Italy. Oh yeah, that and was. You saw in the hospital. Yeah, all of the people that frightened quite a lot of people at work as well. A lot of people saw that, and because uh, when I went into work, Julia was like, "Oh my god," and then people started to get sheltered. Um, this was what early April. No, no, it was. Because like I say March was March thirty first was when, when, do, when everybody went on lockdown. Yeah, just sheltering would have. Yeah, I suppose it would have been around about then. Because I remember going to work for a couple of weeks already. Um, they weren't sending anyone home at that point, and I remember getting on the bus and there being no one on it, and the bus being on time, and the bus driver <laughs> going, "Oh shit, I'm on time. I better stay at this bus stop so we're late as usual. Otherwise, no one will know what to do." I remember him having to sit at bus stops, you know, just to make himself late. <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Wow, imagine actually arriving on time, Mr. Bus Driver. Then I could actually get to work and have a cup of tea before I have to start work." Because the way the time my bus comes. Um, you know, I always end up getting to work at like five minutes too, so I've just enough time to take my coat off before I have to clock in. And I have to literally run down the stairs, and I'm just like, oh. and I just remember it being so eerie. Like everywhere I went, I could just hear Ghost Town by the Specials playing in my head, and everything was shuttered, and everything was like really creepy, like a I don't know, like one of those gritty graphic novels. <laughs> um, and this is like before full on lockdown, though. Yeah. To an extent. It's kind yeah. of a very cusp. Mm. Um, but like, so so you personally though, you said other people were shocked by that footage, but like, did you did you find that that point when they showed all the people in the big inflated breathing equipment? Yeah. Like, did that, were you thinking or feeling something about the whole situation before then? 
And did that change anything for you? Uh, well, I was just like, oh, this is bad, but it didn't feel like it was real because I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot of trouble like trying to like make things real. Like it's it's, it's like nine eleven. Like I didn't really realise what nine eleven meant until about four years ago. Like I'd never heard of the building. I didn't know where these people were. Like I'd never been to New York. I didn't know any Americans. I'd literally never heard of the World Trade Center, and I couldn't understand what all the fuss was about for years and years and years. I only just got it like quite recently, so it was kind of like that. I was very disconnected from it. Like I, I was all like on the surface, this is terrible. But in my head, I was like, you know, like that bit in The Simpsons where uh, Homer's, where you cut away to Homer's brain. And mm. uh, he's just got like a little cartoon character dots in his head. That's what it was like for me and for most things. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 what? Um, and then I saw that and I was like, oh, shit, that could be me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is that, was at that point, now you've, just after that you'd seen that, was that like the concern for you? Yeah, because I was like, thinking, the general oh. concern is, your fear is, if somebody said, what are you most afraid of? now this is happening yeah um that i'm gonna get it and die or rob's gonna get it and die or we'll both get it and we won't be able to look after each other and no one can help us and who's gonna feed the cats and what will we do what if we both die in the house and nobody knows are we just gonna rot in there and the cat's gonna eat our bodies that sort of thing luckily because i work for local government i think they'd check on us if i didn't turn up for work (laughs) after a while so we'd be found relatively quickly although i'm on holiday now so yeah god knows um for a couple of weeks or one more week week holiday for me it's weird having a holiday when you've not been able to go out really <laughs> anywhere like I've gone out every few days to get bits in because cravings and supplies you know mm. and to keep morale up for the two of us how's that working out the morale system well, like, dri- like every morning waking up and finding something sitting on the banister oh no. like a, a, a dairy milk or whatever it is or I've eaten more Turkish delight <laughs> I think that's what our, our book on this time period should be called, Turkish Delight and Pot Noodles. Yeah, I'm the, the just, survivor story. just been living on per- Turkish Delight and Pot Noodles the whole fucking time. That first week, it wasn't too bad going down the road because we're not super busy around here anyway. Mm. But like traveling out and heading to the shops, not seeing many people around. It's like, that's mostly what it's like on a Sunday. Mm. Um, but then when you go out on a Sunday, and it's like it is like you say, a ghost town. You know, you see a couple of people. You see a lot of people down down by the shopping area, but comparatively a lot in relation to what's going on not like yeah there's a lot as it would normally be because it's way less still even then like there's a long queue outside the shops now they've figured out how to queue um but yeah it's it's I, it was worse at the beginning obviously mm. um, so uh you were saying about people in your shop like aside from people you work with like during that period when people were going in and buying stuff 
and the well the customers were like just walking around in a kind of like excited sort of dream it was weird like some guy goes it's like the purge isn't it <laughs> and i'm like yeah i've never seen that and i went it's all like 28 days later yeah yeah like that mate yeah and he's like literally grinning away lifting like we didn't even have to do the delivery the customers would do the delivery for us if you mean take the delivery away like they would just start ripping open the pallets because the pallets of stock are like these big things and you yeah, bring yeah. them onto the shop let's, let's give some sort of clarity so how does the delivery ride for, for you it, it in your store so imagine a relatively large articulated lorry arriving backs, yeah. into, backs up into the shop how much stuff comes off the back of a lorry like that usually Probably about, I don't know how many pallets because I never actually go and count, but I'd say probably about, I don't know, 30 odd pallets maybe. And they're massive, taller than, say, you are. And so it's stacked in a big square cube. Yeah. Wrapped in cling film. Yeah. Um, and say about 30 of them. Um, and it's a mix of all the stock that you're using. Do you get different dedicated deliveries of stock? Like ignoring bread and frozen goods because obviously that's always specific. Because the bread supply was different from frozen goods supply, obviously, in general stock. But do you get, like, a delivery of stuff that's mostly, you know, health and beauty and cleaning stuff? Yeah. And then a delivery that's mostly groceries and candies? I mean, it's all mixed up, which it normally isn't. Like, we, most other stores don't have to break down the delivery like we do because our... Um because our warehouse is so small, we have to break down the delivery ourselves, which takes a long time. Um, so yeah, like we, we get a palette which was mostly health and beauty, and then these are the palettes that people will be ripping open. <laughs> like they'd see a whole tray of hand soap, they'd rip it open and put the whole tray in. Like nothing would be opened, entire boxes of soap, and I'd have to just stop people. And there was all kinds of this like clandestine kind of behind the scenes sort of, I know where, where there's some hand sanitizer, it's locked in the health and beauty backup, only two people in the whole shop know where it is, and I know where it is, but I'm not telling anyone. And it's just like, okay, secrets rule, fucking, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's not to say you didn't take advantage occasionally and bring stuff home. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously. One or two small bits. Well, the, the shop started to close from eight to late, so it was closed, but the tills were open, so the staff were still able to buy what they wanted. So at nine o'clock, we were cleaning up. It was like nine o'clock in the morning, the shelves are rammed full. We're like, hand soap, spring onions, things that you couldn't normally I mean, get. I to be fair, I don't remember you bringing back much. Because I couldn't carry it because I'm very lazy. And um, petite. Well, I'm not that tall, no. <laughs> and I used to be quite skinny once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been, you haven't grown that much, though. Come on, tied it back a bit. I've put on at least a stone. working on that okay again that's all the treats that i've been trying to yeah. and i do i do appreciate because my clothes either fit me now or they don't fit me which is the same as before but reversed yeah <laughs> good at least then if you lose weight you've still got the clothes 
Yeah, exactly. It's just baggy clothes. But, oh, that should tell you of having to buy more stuff. I know. When I couldn't fit in that dress, I nearly cried. I was like, oh, now I have to spend like 40 odd quid on another wonderful uh, dress. What am I going to do? Oh, dear. <laughs> did, did, have you managed to spend 40 quid on another wonderful dress? No, but you've seen the one I'm going to buy. It's got lobsters you, you've on it. You pre ordered it in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should go back to the customers. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, how were they as otherwise? Any other weird sort of stuff? Um, well, when the pasta delivery came in, because there was one delivery where we literally got two boxes of pasta. And what happens is when we break down the delivery, for the we, we do these four aisles called top four, which is, um, let me see, like pasta, um, like pasta, um, and then there's sweets, um, like tin vet... Um, do you know what they've they've all been mixed up? It's so long since I've been at work, I literally can't remember what's in the top <laughs> I four bet they've aisles. Moved everything around as well. Exactly. You go back and it's like this is not where I belong. It's like pasta and noodles, and then there's like um, sweets and tin veg, and then there's like world food, um, and then there's another one which I've literally just forgotten, which is weird. Um, anyway. Um, those those are the aisles. So what we do is we get all these pallets, and then we take st- we wheel the pallets around and drop all the stuff on the floor. And for the pasta, we just lobbed it on the floor. And then we came back, and there was just this massive mountain of cardboard and people bickering like children over bags of pasta. I've got kids. Well, I've got five kids. Well, I've got no kids, and I still really like pasta. So you should give me some pasta. This is disgusting. And I literally just turned around <laughs> and walked away. I was like. Fuck this shit. I don't care how much they pay me. I'm not getting involved. Because there's some people who would literally just wade into the middle of that and try and sort it out. I'm not that person. Do not look at me. I don't want to get involved. And I'm like, oh, great. Before you know it, they'll be throwing bins through shop windows and stealing tellies. <laughs> like, th- honestly, this oh, is... That's just a normal night in calling. What are you on about? <laughs> you know that thing where they say, what is it? How many meals is it before, like, society collapses? It doesn't matter about meals. It just matters no pasta. Mm. This woman came in and she was nearly in tears. She just went, look, I just want to chew the sandwich and be able to wipe my bum. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> and I was like, I'm afraid so, madam. And she was like, what is wrong? What's happened to everyone? And I was but like... She doesn't want to stay in bed Cos it's changed from something comfortable To something else instead This bed has seen it all From the first time to the last The silences of now It's funny when we, if on the rare occasion we get a waitress delivery, and the fear in the driver's eyes as he pulls up outside our council house, like, oh my god, is someone going to steal my wheels? <laughs> There's a man holding a screwdriver over there. <laughs> Anything could happen. Knocks on the door. He's like, "Is this the right place?" Because I haven't cleaned my windows for six years. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, it is." And there's literally just a pile of filth behind me. <laughs> I open the door. Why? Yes, it is. Please come in. <laughs> Help yourself to just some filth. <laughs> <laughs> There's dust bunnies. The headboard banging in the night. The neighbours didn't dare complain. Oh, everything was going right. Now there's no need to complain. Because it never makes a sound.
Um, so it's interesting coming because at that point we were told to go out, but to go home, you know, and start working for them. And then the next day, because I'd been given the task to call around all the supermarkets and see what stuff they were doing for pensioners, so the pensioners could know, and vulnerable people could know what time they could go shopping safely instead of to stop people rushing out because of what, what was going on. And I couldn't get through to many on the phone. I tried emailing a few, you know. And I'm, that's what, part of what I was doing up here in this office space, just kind of searching around for all the supermarkets. And um, the next day, after I'd given some of the information, my, my boss was just like, well, we, we want you to, if you can, um, just go out to all of the shops today. <laughs> just go out. And I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> Like this is the 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 peak of everybody getting infected. Everybody's rushing to all the supermarkets. So this is the point when the queues were super long. Um, even that small cash and carry. There's a small cash and carry just outside the main part of town. Um, we've gone past it a couple of times. Mainly World Food stuff. But and even that place when I went there, queue was down the street. Um, so everywhere was like that. Like you saw how long the queues were in Asda. Like from the tills to the other side of the store, right? Yeah. And they've asked me to go out and visit all of those shops. So I, I, I'm on foot and I visit like about 13 in one three-hour period. I do, you know, it's not a lot, but I do about 9K in two hours um, at quite high speed. <laughs> and I, I'm avoiding everybody as best I can, like going in the back door. But that's why I went. When I went to Asda, I knocked on the back door and walked in and spoke to your store manager <laughs> like I'm, I'm just flashing my my local government work like employer card and just like I'm from the local government I need to talk to the manager now post haste <laughs> and him coming out because I literally had a meeting with him the day before yeah and then someone like I'm, I mentioned you and I mentioned what's going on but I don't go into detail because it's for you to deal no with. no it was the day after because he yeah. mentioned me to you sorry carry on and um, I mentioned and somebody else goes past who knows knows of me or knows me. There's some people still working there when I worked there who recognise me, but nobody says anything, you know. I'm just talking about what's going on, and he's like, uh, uh, no, we don't have a period for pensioners. We only have a period in the morning where we get more staff in to help pensioners. So it's the same as everywhere all the time. But, you know, I never understood that. I get, have a period for all pensioners or just treat everybody the same, but don't. That's weird marketing. Oh, like literally, he's just the worst. He could fall in a barrel of tits and come out sucking his thumb. He just <laughs> does not have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just going around doing that, and then, you know, eventually I get home and draw up all of the details about all the shops that are open and call around a few others. I, I go to that big Sainsbury's, the other side of town, and talk to the store manager there, and he's he's like, "Here's my email." Can I go work there them. instead, please? <laughs> like, so it seems like, I mean, I, I don't employ you, so <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, some people are very nice. There's one person tr shook my hand, and that was at the Taj supermarket. <laughs> and it's just, it's like, okay, you know, you have an image in your head, me and you do, of the Taj, because we know the people who work there, and it's mostly Asian people mostly Asian food or world food again um, and I'm looking around I'm like 
I can't find the manager. I'm talking to different people to try and find the manager. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, a sign of the world we live in, right? Yeah. The one person comes out who is the manager is just this decrepit old white guy. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like uh, King Tut or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, picture King him. Ra- King Ramesses II. King Ramesses, yeah. <laughs> well, picture him coming out and then just shaking my hand. Uh-huh. I'm just like course the person in charge is the white guy <laughs> the old grumpy white guy who doesn't know not to shake people's hands i'm immediately kind of caking my hand in uh, hand sanitizer as soon as i get out like, <laughs> you know. i'm like do you do you have a, a hour or two set aside at any point for the elderly and vulnerable and he's like i ain't heard nothing mate <laughs> it was first time first time i've even thought about it <laughs> and it's like oh, of course of course not yeah, but have you ever been served in Taj? Do you know what I mean? It's like a free-for-all. Are yeah, but the, c- people, the, the rest of the people who work there are, like I say, all Asian or relatively well-known, like knowledgeable with their stuff. They, oh, they're yeah, they're pretty good. You can ask them anything and they'll know. I do like it. Friendly, good good range of stock. But I thought you were going to say good-looking. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they sell me food. Everybody sells me food is good-looking. <laughs> <laughs> about 13 different places and then coming home and writing up obviously just for that and then I was put on um, I had to arrange all of the different disabled people who live or, or vulnerable people living in sheltered accommodation and separate them from all of the other vulnerable people like people with disabilities or illnesses or over a certain age and organise the two lists of people so we could call about um, 8,000 uh, 8, people households you say people, obviously there could be two vulnerable people and one else. Yeah. Um, so we had to call around people for about a week and a half, and that was, you know, interesting. That one that you found uh, often you call people and you get uh, this older older lady who's just like chatting away to you. So I'm not, and the universal sort of line most people had was, I'm okay. Um, I don't want any help, really, because I think other people need help more than I do, probably. And then you're just like, no, seriously. <laughs> you, 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 we're calling you, even if you feel you don't need help, take it, if you can. Mm. Yeah. And, and you'll find often... Oop, hit my phone. You'll find often that it's um, a person who has one family member who can go out for them, and they haven't considered that that family member might get sick and have to be... Yeah you know, locked up for two weeks and, or worse, could end up in hospital for longer. And uh, what would they have then? You know, you turn something down now when you've got the opportunity of help and then you end up all alone and you can't reach anyone. It's just like... um, The only time I had any trouble was there was one person who I called up and he's like, no, I'm all right here. Like, 
have you got someone? Yeah, I've got my son. Thank you very much. He's living with me. He's got my son. It's like, but if he lives with you, does he? Yes, yes, yes. I'm all right. I'm fine. Like, calm down. Calm. Let me let me speak to you. <laughs> I'm trying to explain that. And your your son definitely lives with you. Um, and again, it's like he would refuse help to the extent where he just didn't want to listen at all. And like, I can picture his son getting sick, or him getting sick, or both of them getting sick, and then not having any help because he's too. Stubborn. Know, stubborn and loud <laughs> and assumes people are messing with his life and then he that's gets sick every old person I've ever met most of the old people that, like I say I called at least uh, upwards of 50 people in that mm. week and 59 of them were nice yeah about it all and winning like even if they turned it down when they had help already they were very friendly and glad to hear from people yeah um, and glad to have the option to have somebody call we were just offering for somebody to call them once a week to check if they were okay and have a chat with them to keep mm. them sane, yeah. Um, so most people aren't like that. When it comes to older people, it's just... I think it's sort of segments of society, despite age, that are like that. Yeah. Like the very people who refused to believe that it was going to be a problem when anything serious was happening. Oh, yeah. There was like one person who was in his 80s who was still going out shopping. I'm like, you can't go out shopping. You've... <laughs> You've been told to stay indoors for 12 weeks. Yeah, but he survived the Blitz, Rob, so maybe you should just, you know what I mean, wind your neck in, mate. Oh, well, maybe. But it's like, you can see something terrible happening and, and the, the responsibility yeah. of trying to sort those people out when they're so stubborn and desperate to... Mm. And you know, it's just... Okay, I'm not, I don't want to paint with a wide brush, but you know, it's the same people who would have voted for Brexit. And, you know, <laughs> it's like that, that, that show... Um, the wipe we just watched yeah where it was the the person who was <laughs> complaining that the royals weren't told that harry and Meghan were going to stop being royals yeah you know essentially it was the same guy who was banging drums outside uh, uh when brexit was announced <laughs> just like oh but he's clear yeah but he's clearly do you know what i mean not the full ticket yeah yeah no <laughs> when you're wearing a hat that is just the union jack and then covered in Badges of the Queen. You know, something's <laughs> gone wrong in life. Or maybe something's gone wrong with us and he's got it right. Did you ever you think know, that? I don't know. It seems like even though we have morals and, you know, um, ideals that I hope are positive and for the better of other people, even if it's only within ourselves, you know, it's hard to know because everybody probably thinks the same thing. It's like everybody thinks, no, I, I'm doing what's right. I'm, I'm, a good, I'm doing a good thing, you know. Yeah, everybody thinks they're doing yeah. the right thing. And the only pensioner I had contact with was obviously Julia. And you know what happened? Again, names, Ned. Okay, sorry. A lady who I work with. <laughs> just make a name up. Okay. No, we've done it now. It's too late. Uh, <laughs> I'll just bleep her out. We'll just call her Julie. <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, uh, Lisa S. No, that's too obvious. <laughs> L. Simpson. And anyway, um, she won't mention. She won't mind me mentioning her. And um, any anyway, um, she was. She's because obviously you know she's she's had cancer. She's had that blood clots in her lungs. She's very serious about it. More serious than than a lot of people. More serious than I was. And she was like, "Well, that's it. Do you know what I mean? She's got all her hand sanitizer. She san she sanitized everything in her house. It was basically like you know like that boy who lived in a bubble." His hat, where he lived was not as clean as where Julia lived. I'm just picturing that woman who, you know, cleans her teeth with bleach. Yes, it was like that. <laughs> that woman, yeah, who puts bleach in her bath. Oh, my God. Oh. 
And I wonder, she, what, she, she was on Freaky Eaters or something like that. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and Julia was just like, I'm not touching the customers. If they fucking come near me, I'll start coughing in their face. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Julia. And she's like, I'll, I'll block off the aisle so they can't come down and can't come near me. And when they started closing at eight, she was like, that's fine. It's fine. But she wouldn't touch any door handles or anything, which is fair enough. This is fine. It's fine. Like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and then she came in one week. This is obviously April sometime. And she said, um, and um, she's just sort of wandering around in the days downstairs. I'm like, you all right, Julia? And she's like, um, the checkout manager has sent me home and says I can't come back for 12 weeks. And I went, well, she, the reason she's a checkout manager, she knows best. Do what she says and go home. And she just wouldn't go home. She was like absolutely dazed. Like... She didn't realise that she could be sent home and told not to come back. <laughs> and, uh, and she just days walked around the shop floor trying to get bits of shopping. And uh, the supervisor was like, Julia, why are you still here? Go home. And she's like, what am I going to do for 12 weeks? And the supervisor was like, don't care, go home. And anyway, so she was at home. And the next week, um, she rang me up and was all like, oh, dear, you know, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, by the way, Nadia, you should you should shelter. And I'm like, don't be ridiculous. I'll just get on with it. And she's like, no, you should. Don't you remember that thing on the news? And she really put it in my head where I was absolutely like. It's funny how I when I do it, nobody listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I think it's because I don't know. But she was like properly playing on my emotions, bless her. She was like, you could end up in a bubble, lads. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? This thing could kill you. You know how bad your asthma is? And I was like, mm-hmm. And then I rang up and I said, oh, I was thinking about maybe sheltering for 12 weeks. And the manager's like, obviously, like under a hell of a lot of pressure. And he went, yeah, fine. What's your name? What's your... Oh, you. Yes, yes, yes. I know you've got asthma. Yeah, that's it. Fine. Done. And then he put the phone down on me and I went, what? So I rang back and I went, hello, this is me again. Is it all right? Yes, it's fine. And then I ran back a third time and he was not pleased. He was just like... Yeah, he's lucky he didn't make you come back in. <laughs> he was like, please, stop it. You're on the thing. You'll get paid. You can... You know, we won't, you know, bother you for 12 weeks. Just to stay away. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. And they've not rang me, mainly because they got not got my number, but that's not the point. The second, the second that there was even a hint that they might be reducing the lockdown, yeah. like last week, the manager called me and was just like, Robert, <laughs> <laughs> now this sheltering thing, well, HR say there might be a problem. You know, they, they might be reducing the lockdown. Is there any chance you might come in? And just like, we can work from home. I don't understand why, why it matters, really. I can do this from home anyway, because yeah. I have been. And... There's the study stuff mm. can be done from home better probably, um, and he's just no, you, sure you wouldn't you know you feel okay coming in just like I'd consider it yeah. like I'd walk in I'd avoid the buses you know because um, it's not too far a walk really thank no. God and I need to lose a few pounds like you I've put on a bit of weight from inactivity sitting at a desk like I was putting on weight at work anyway generally and then I joined the gym yeah. and a week after I joined the gym been there like three times oh no they locked down the gym <laughs> almost like just like Prime Minister turns up in the gym doorway and he's just giving me the finger from behind the window <laughs> oh you're gonna stay tubby tubby <laughs> you know and then coughing into his own hand and rubbing it on his face <laughs> like what sort of idiot goes around and actually shakes hands with people who are sick and says, it's okay, I'm still shaking people's hands. Yeah, and I don't and then gets sick oh, no. and everybody's like, oh no, 
oh no he's sick he's like of course he's sick <laughs> no don't you understand he's British he, he's immune he's the most <laughs> British person there is which doesn't say much for no Britain. I love that before the 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 you know general election and there's these votes going on and I'm on the bus and this guy's behind is talking to some other guy and he's just saying yeah I voted for Boris I voted for him because he's just so so down to earth isn't he he's just like us what burning 50 pound notes in front of homeless people with David Cameron yeah that, that's down to earth yeah drinking it? bottles of wine and living in a big house <laughs> that's what I do yeah. except I'm just like oh, god this is the state of the world like It's just, it's just weird when people obviously vote, vote, you know, those sorts of Tories in and then go, oh no, everything's terrible. It's like that old Onion article, you know, leopards ate my face, says woman who voted for leopard, a face-eating party. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, it does make me wonder about the, the... Because we're still an incredibly socialist country. Yes, yes. Compared to America. And, it, like, even though we can see that the Conservatives aren't left-leaning, they're Left. so left compared to American <laughs> government. Yeah. Like even the left America the left leaning American politics is more like the so right. Democrat. Yeah, they're so <laughs> right and centre centre right really compared to what we've got. And I even we we know that we're too far right for our politics. It's yeah, so crazy. It's strange, isn't it? And then we're probably quite far right of say different countries. Oh, really? I don't know, Cuba, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Cuba. Um, they've got old cars there. Yes. <laughs> Can we go? Um, no. <laughs> no. No, no. Like the idea of going to America is not, wasn't so bad so long ago, but now it just seems like a insane place. Oh yeah, it's always been like, a bit, uh, uh, you know, completely mental. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like yeah, but it's gone off the deep end. It feels like, like there are good people over there. Don't get me wrong. And if any of them are listening, great. feel free Tremendous to like people. and subscribe to it. Great, wonderful yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't think that, but oh, I do. Well, we've got the tastiest tests. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they're beautiful. <laughs> It's not. It's not quite caught up to the Spanish flu, though, has it? No, no. Try harder. Yeah, but <laughs> the fact that it has gotten that high in this modern age mm. is the more shocking part. Well, because people are, you know, out on the streets protesting that they can go get haircuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's just the way people are. <laughs> it's just like you ask, you ask white people. That you, you know, you tell white people that they've got to do something, and they absolutely go mental. And then there's uh, people of other races who've been doing what they're told for you know hundreds of years, because otherwise someone's going to shoot them. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So how do you feel generally now, like in this lockdown? Like uh, one of our coping mechanisms, like I say, has been pot noodles and Turkish delight, but it's also been Disney Plus and The Simpsons, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> And it's been interesting watching The Simpsons and seeing just how different the episodes are. Yeah. Because I, I've noticed some of the names of things on there are the American names of things. So we're getting what sh is generally an American cut of things. Yeah. Um, 
and it and I know that most people are rightly complaining that Simpsons has been cropped in such a way that you're losing some of the jokes. Like there there are some episodes where you wouldn't know Maggie exists. <laughs> like and there are sight gags you're not seeing now. But there are so much more, you know, stuff in each episode that I don't remember yes. ever seeing before. Like, like jokes and lines and yeah. some of them you can see why they've been cut. Um, partly because they were on Channel 4 and there were adverts uh, that were different. Our adverts are I different. I never watched it on Channel 4. It was yeah, on BBC like, 2 for years before w- w- that. Was it before Channel 4, then BBC 2, no, or BBC 2, It was BBC Channel 2, then Channel 4. Because even then I was like... The, but it was heavily of, cut. There were bits of it was, cut. It yeah. was heavily cut. Like, any swearing was cut. You know that bit where um, Homer meets his brother and Bart goes, oh, wow, he's a bastard. That was cut. Yeah. I only ever saw that on mm. DVD. And at the time, anyone even did Even on any- DVD, like... That's not on the DVD over here. Our DVDs are different. Really? From the, the episodes that are being shown. Is it on. like Only Fools and Horses then? I suppose. Oh. I suppose. Um, but it's interesting seeing how much stuff that, I, that we never got in yeah. those episodes. And that being the only thing generally <laughs> that we've been watching. It's like that bizarre copy of Christine that I've got. I got a copy of Christine by Stephen King, where all all of the all of the um, spelling and all of the names for things has been anglicised. So it's just like boot and bonnet, but it's Christine. I don't know. It's just fucking bizarre. I'll never get rid of it, even though I'm not a massive fan of Stephen King now, because it's just like a weird oddity. I don't know why I brought it up. Carry on. Have they j- changed dinner to tea time? <laughs> yeah, and it's and everyone just eats fish and chips and uh, Yorkshire uh, puddings. Yeah. Yeah. They just eat constant Sunday roasts and going down the oh, pub. Oh, yep, there's that Christine driving <laughs> over people again. See, they've, they've changed Christine from a, a classic car to like... Morris Minor. Morris Minor. Maybe, I was thinking maybe farming equipment, but okay, Morris Minor. Horse and cart. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a rag and bone man. <laughs> Any old iron, any old iron. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this ragged bone man's come to life. And he's gonna run me <laughs> oh, God, my face. <laughs> you know, I said, you know, before I had all of this trouble with my manager, I said that... Um, I just needed three months of work to sort of reset myself and sort of. Just, and then I said that, the and then this happened, and I think I caused the the coronavirus. It was me who Shut did it. Up. <laughs> She's not a witch. Uh, and it's just like, whoa, this is weird. I mean, when I go back, you know, there might be a bit of a problem where I have to go back on Saturdays, and if I have to go back on Saturdays, then I will leave <laughs> because I said I would. And there's no point in saying you'll do something if you don't do it. Otherwise, it's it's an empty threat, and I try not. to... <sighs> Um, yeah it's an interesting time yes and and in a way it's it's important that we document it do you know what I mean something like this is is quite valuable to uh, people in the future to look back on yeah it's it's, it's like there is that sort of giddy thrill living through a moment in history but even 9-11 even though it had it was like an instant and there was the aftermath from it um, it doesn't have the same weight to it like this feels the same weight as a world war would have felt. Yeah. Like different effects, different <laughs> in very different ways. <laughs> but it's like a changing of all reality. Yes. And like life will, even if a lot of life goes back to normal, we all feel comfortable again. Life is irrevocably changed mm-hmm. um, to an extent. And it's like, it's odd saying that in the middle of it because we don't know what's going to happen. Well. 
I mean, I don't know. People are going to really try to get back to normal as much as possible. They're really pushing for it. You know, this is not what people, you know, you know, rich people wanted, <laughs> basically. Oh, no, we could, might have slightly less money. No, no, get those poor people back to work. So mm. I think it will go back for better or worse. It will probably go back to normal sooner rather than later, whether, the, you know, whether it's good for the country or not. Oh, well, you know, we'll have another 10 years of austerity. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun to look forward to, won't yeah. it? Oh, well. Oh, well. But, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been strange, and it's been, you know, odd and sad, and but dare I say that I've benefited from it in some way, which doesn't sound great. Yeah, no, not the way you're saying it, no. I mean, I mean my friend got it. Did I, did I, I told you, didn't I? Yeah. My friend got it, and that was another thing that really brought me back down to earth. Look, a person I know has got it, and she was like, you know, that she had no smell or taste, because it's much higher in Essex than it was here. I don't know why. Probably because Essex is very dirty. I know people who probably have it. Yeah. I don't know if they've confirmed. And um, she was just like, you know, she said she felt terrible, but she'd never had any, like, lung problems, so she didn't really have to go to hospital. But, you know, it really made her, you know, put her on her back for a long time. And she played a lot of Stardew Valley. Shout out for Stardew Valley fans. That's Annika. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Recovered now. Oh we? yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's back to work. <laughs> don't leave it. Don't leave everybody hanging. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's. Don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like how you're matter of fact about. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, you ain't got much choice at the moment. Um, but it's a nice sunny day. Yeah, so I think we so should. So it's go good that we're stuck indoors. We should go out in the garden. Well, you can you can go sunbathe. I've got to do some other things. But... kind of uh, of moment where she was watching the news and then she was like Labour are making more sense and I nearly dropped the phone because obviously she because she says oh I always vote Conservative because the world's terrible that Labour are in and I'm like uh, who, who invented the NHS oh who was that it wasn't the fucking Liberal Democrats was it <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, let's not start talking about the Liberal Democrats uh, we, we just don't think they don't those. exist anymore they don't, really, yeah, do they're, they? they're just been made up they're that coalition government kind of just destroyed them, yeah. And um, a bit too centrist for me anyway. I'm not happy to So yeah, how are you finding it now? You're at this point. You've got a mic. You're yeah. Happy. Yeah, I'm actually like I've not even cried. <laughs> She's not even crying. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I managed to go over the lowest of bars. 
Yeah, so I'm not lying awake, you know, you know, taught with anxiety that you know I've wasted my life or anything. I'm just like, oh, I can notice little things like the changing of the seasons and the bird song. You know, things that you never really notice because you have to go to work. Um, have you heard from anybody else, like your mum or anyone, how things been going? Oh, she was only allowed three carrots and three Brussels sprouts, didn't you hear? <laughs> because everybody else that. fucking did. <laughs> I can't believe that. that yeah, we, you're limited to three things. But not literally three Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the queue looking for all the Brussels sprouts, apparently, and apparently the woman behind her in the cart was cracking up laughing. <laughs> Uh, and she's just like, oh. <laughs> she come home and she showed me a picture of her dinner, and I was like, well, I hope you've got nobody round. And she's like, no. 